the first item will be, uh, Madam Clerk, if you would, uh, Chamber Emergency Evacuation Plan announcement. Yes, ma'am. Upon activation of the emergency alarm signal, all persons should immediately exit the building. Please use the exits to the left or right front of the council chambers or the east or west stairwell outside the rear doors of the chamber. Do not use elevators or escalators. After exiting the building, proceed to the assembly area located in the parking lot bordered by Clay 8th and 9th Streets. Citizens and employees should assist visually and hearing impaired visitors with exiting the building. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, we will now uh, turn the initial discussion over to our, and if you will look at your agenda on page one, the budget retreat overview, uh, Ms. Lee Brown Ali. Thank you. Good morning. Um, thanks for being here, which gives us a chance to review the mayor's proposed budget and the method by which you will make decisions relative to final budget adoption. All of you have said that while you enjoyed last year's marathon session, you don't want to see a repeat of that. Well, that's not actually what you said, but I sort of stopped um, remembering after I heard all the yelling. But anyway, we're going to start today. Charles is going to start us out with a discussion on your priorities. Again, this is just a discussion item for you. What he's done is assemble some items that I believe you've talked about and that we know are of great importance to you. He'll talk with you about that, and we're going to ask that you come to consensus on your priority items. After that, um, Charles will be followed by Megan, who will help you craft your amendment process and to hopefully set your budget session calendar. Lastly, you'll have, um, as always, we're here to support you and give you a starting point. But you'll be discussing, and you'll make all your decisions. What we are hoping for is that whatever decisions you make today will be made by consensus and result with clear guidelines on how you agree to proceed during this fiscal year. Lastly, I ask that you, I, remind, I wanted to remind you that once the budget is presented, I believe on March 6th, uh, please remember that your staff's primary focus will be on budget deliberation, so be a little patient with us with your O&R requests and with your district requests. We'll be working, of course, as usual, but just please be mindful again um, about that. And as I stated earlier, this is a discussion for you. You'll make all your decisions, but I just hope that at the end of this, we're all on the same page as we get ready to move forward with this year's um, budget deliberation. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Ali. Uh, Mr. Jackson. Okay, good morning. Charles Jackson, Council Chief of Staff. You return to page two of your booklet. Uh, I will walk Council through the list of priorities that staff is recommending for the FY19 budget. And as we examine the list in detail, I would like to point out that the list is based on priorities that Council has expressed over the past year and also based on research that staff has collected over the past two months. So with that being said, we'll move to the first item, which is public safety. Within public safety, we provided four sub-elements, crime prevention, criminal investigations, fire protection, and salary adjustments. May I point out that criminal investigation is the uh, element that staff would like to emphasize. Uh, based on national studies, uh, it's been said that only 20% of serious crimes have been solved over time, so that's something that the council may want to uh, consider 
in terms of looking for budget priorities. The next item is quality schools. We have construction and maintenance and school technology. Again, we want to emphasize the uh, replacement costs that are involved uh, for maintenance as well as technology. This is something that council may want to highlight or emphasize in the mayor's budget. The next item is infrastructure, dealing with parks and recreation, public utilities, and citywide facility maintenance. Again, we want to emphasize this is about citywide maintenance. Um, examples would include the park system, uh, water, wastewater, and stormwater as well. Under land use planning, we have workforce, workforce affordable housing, urban design, and staff support. Again, the emphasis is on accounting for growth uh, in all of these areas and also uh, expand urban design principles to meet uh, best practice standards. Next, we have traffic and transportation. We have uh, infrastructure analysis, uh, transportation alternatives, and we want council to emphasize enhance enhancements to these areas, uh, dealing with technical studies of the roadway network, and determine the best needs uh, for growth and development. Uh, next, we have code enforcement, zoning enforcement and review, uh, general code enforcement and blight abatement. Obviously, the emphasis here is on blight uh, and abatement of blight. On page three, we have information technology. We have uh, an emphasis on increasing access uh, to mobile technology, IT infrastructure, and the business application processes. Again, the, uh, the goal is to support the network uh, in issues like cybersecurity uh, and maintenance, and also provide uh, technology to staff or critical, critical positions um, where they uh, sort of, or less have a desk, this type of job and they uh, work with the public out, out and about. Uh, next we have capital maintenance, we have street maintenance, street markings, sidewalks and alleys. And this is something that council has expressed over the past year in terms of sidewalks and alleys. Uh, but we also want to include uh, street markings uh, for alternate um, forms of travel uh, to make uh, Richmond up to standard with um, best practice cities. Next we have youth services, uh, seasonal programs, participation and outreach, after school and recreation center programming. And the emphasis here is on marketing our programs to make sure that we have uh, highest percentage of participation from citizens so that they're aware of these programs and take full advantage. Next we have, last we have economic development and community development. We have business retention and creation, commercial corridors, matching supply and demand, small business development, job creation to reduce, anti, uh, to, to reduce poverty. Again, the emphasis on assisting small businesses and helping them uh, become more acclimated into the, the regulations of the city and so these are the list of items that uh, staff is recommending to council 
Again, keep in mind these are items that's, that council has expressed over the past year and things that we've collected in terms of our research. So with that being said, I'll open up the floor to see if something needs to be changed, amended, and um, we'll move forward from there. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Gray and then Mr. Atalesto. Um Just a couple of things that um, I think I know we have a lot of priorities, but permits and inspections is one that I think, I don't know if it's a budget issue or what, but um, there's definitely been a lot of challenges with permits and inspections and the lack of um, retention of employees or the ability to hire folks to do the electrical and plumbing inspections. Um, of course, public works for me. I, I think we need to take a close look at that budget because consistent funded openings and I don't understand what, what the deal is with that. Um, the CAFR reported that police had over a thousand positions and then over time and I was wondering if we could get some historical data on and whether or not that's accurate because I look at the police budget from that time and it was about 45 million and it's over 92 now so it's kind of hard to believe in that short window it could have dropped that many positions and more than doubled so I want to look at that and then the transit um, I know that we funded the new network plan uh, GRTC came and asked for additional money to be able to implement that plan and obviously that plan will more than likely not happen this year in this budget year so what happens to that funding that we sent over I know that we sent a substantial amount of additional funds so I'm just curious and it was only supposed to be from November to June, so they said the next ask was going to be bigger. So those are just a couple of things that jumped out while you were talking. So I uh, just want to be clear that what we want to do is make sure that these areas capture our priorities. And the additional items that Councilwoman Gray has asked, if we would get that information relative to DPW, GRTC, um, very, and police very specifically. Um, I think one of the things you mentioned uh, permits in terms of making sure we're capturing within these categories um, around permitting, which has been a challenge for us. Anything else, Ms. Gray? That, uh, no, I was going to come to Mr. No, and Just making sure in terms of these priorities that they are comprehensive in responding to uh, well, yeah, and I think most of them fit under one of the priority categories. Okay. The only one I didn't really see is permits and inspections. Okay. And um, we have infrastructure, but as far as our bulk brush and leaf programs, um, I really want to reexamine what happened because I don't want to have a repeat of we need people, we need equipment, and then we get less at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adjelesto? Thank you. Um, <clears throat> and I appreciate this opportunity to um, 
really go over what the council's priorities are. And I know I've had my conversation with the CAO and have worked to reschedule a meeting with the mayor about my personal uh, priorities, but it's very helpful for my colleagues and I um, to have this open conversation so that we can get on the same page or um, <laughs> advising the mayor how to introduce his budget and what priorities we expect uh, to be present. I think our resolution on public safety stands and we expect to see the this continued uh, salary decompression schedule. I think that also applies to the uh, schools <clears throat> and the teacher decompression schedule. But um, there's no reference here of the, I think it's Graham is the name of the consulting firm that is Gallagher, thank you. Gallagher is doing the citywide personnel review. There's no reference here to that and I believe it should be ready by the end of this month. And um, I think that's very important that we assess it in terms of the entire personnel complement for the city and how many people do we have for which departments and what are they earning and is that competitive. Um, the state is doing something similar. I'm sure localities everywhere are having to figure that out. So I would ask that we include uh, that in our priorities because it may inform us that uh, there are certain departments that don't necessarily need the resources that they've been provided and they only get them because that's what they got last year and it could inform us as to um, which areas we really need to address uh, the salary uh, stabilization. Uh, I know DIT is one other area where they're just not competitive mm -hmm. um, and that they become kind of the entry point for uh, somebody starting their career and then that person moves on pretty quickly. So I would ask that be included. <coughs> The other item, and I'm asking for a point of clarification, under traffic and transportation, there's something written that says, infrastructure analysis perform a comprehensive citywide technical study of the roadway network to determine the capacity to support future needs. <clears throat> and it's interesting because I'm not exactly clear on what that accomplishes other than saying this is what your network is and this is the capacity that it can accommodate today um, <clears throat> and I'm sure that traffic engineers have that I would ask to maybe revise this to tie it into the citywide master plan <clears throat> to say to assess the traffic on how it will be impacted by updates to the citywide master plan and rezoning for example uh, we have created a transit-oriented zoning category that eliminates the need for a lot of vehicular, uh, you know, cars for apartments, etc. And does that have an impact on the traffic assessment? That's a future. It's already been zoned, but it, that would be a future impact. And it would, I would think, in order to have a good estimate of future needs, it would have to assess what we plan for the future use of certain. Uh, parcels. Uh, and the same can be said about areas where we are going from lower density to higher density and not necessarily transit oriented uh, and the congestion that that creates. Um, because all I can, I can just tell you, it doesn't matter what time of day or what direction you're going, but Belvedere Street is always jammed in any direction right when you hit VCU. And so the biggest concern there is how many rotations of lights, blah, 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 blah. 
are people choosing not to use the interstates, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think that would be a, a, a helpful uh, analysis, but I would tie it into the master plan and future land use. Code enforcement. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I may have a few more minutes? Okay. Code enforcement. Um, one of the things that has been discussed has been to try to consolidate the functions of the various enforcing agents that are uh, currently in different reporting silos uh, and to establish more cross-training. And I think that's very important. We can throw more resources at code enforcement, but if you've got a person who <clears throat> is only trained and is equipped to enforce on one section of code, they could potentially be trained on a separate section of code so that when they go out to the field, they're actually able to represent two different divisions. Uh, and I think that's an efficiency that we have not had that is critical. And I believe that's something <clears throat> I've heard from, from the administration that they are also investigating and supportive of. Um, but Madam, Madam Vice uh, President, that, those were some of the recommendations that I had okay. uh, seeing what was presented today. Thank you. I thought needed clarification or addition. Thank you. I'd like to offer a couple as well. It seems to me that under traffic and transportation, um, beyond transportation alternatives, I'm particularly interested in uh, really taking a look at multimodal within the city and then in the context of the region, but especially that we tie together uh, not just alternatives, but how we create that kind of multimodal transit network within our geographic footprint and then how and with the opportunity to connect again to the region. Um, under land use and planning, um, I think those components are fine for me. I'm also looking for uh, that citywide housing plan uh, that uh, ties together a lot of things that are going on part and parcel of the master plan, the market value analysis that has within it in addition to um, what we have there, protect and expand, but really having a plan. And that plan includes um, transformation of our public housing. It includes development of affordable mixed income housing, uh, affordable and mixed based on what we've defined for ourselves, but that it is, it's uh, not that plan component for me is, is uh, little apps and under information and technology and I think Ms. Gray mentioned this uh, before especially in terms of uh, permitting and I get that the business application project I guess is meant to tap into that but we've had uh, and we hear so much about permits and the challenge with getting those that we really do focus there. In terms of economic and community development, job creation, anti-poverty, um, providing means to increase wealth, but we're talking poverty reduction. Uh, poverty reduction. Um, and it, I know it's inherent in here, um, but it, when we still have one out of four uh, living in poverty, it needs to be even more expressed as a priority. On the education for me, quality schools, it's the buildings, it's IT, but it's also the academic professionals. Um, the teachers, et cetera, that we're making in terms of salaries, those kinds of things, and other supportive components that would be needed. So those are uh, some of the top just come, that come to mind, but I'll continue to look. Um, counselors, um, Addison Jones, 
Larson. Okay. Mr. Jones. Good morning, Madam Vice Chair. Uh, to all my colleagues, uh, good Monday morning to everyone. Um, just, just a few comments um, and how this will be presented to us and uh, to the administration. If it's in this particular, I, well, let me ask this one question for a yes or no response. Will it be presented uh, to administration in this particular order? Um, we did. We didn't put it in any particular order, so this isn't in an order. But this so is. I just want a yes or no. Just, just a yes or no. School. This is the template that we plan to present with our memo, but this is not in any order. Right. So unless we prioritize these, this is the list of priorities for us, but right. not ordered. Right. My, my only concern would be the fact of implicit priorities, just based upon how it's written and laid out. Uh, because again, as, as if I were to just read this, as I am right now, it seems as if public safety, quality schools, infrastructure, those are our priorities. Why? Because we put those first. <laughs> and so for me, having crime at the top, even though crime is, an, is, is a major issue, to have something that could get at the root cause of it is at the bottom. And, so, and, and I'm, just, I'm just lifting this up purely from the presentation standpoint to make sure that, and, and Lou, you're pint, you are just chomping at the bit. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say that when we discuss this, it, they're not, as Megan said, not ranked, but council can decide if they want to just to ascribe an order to them. But the um, the expectation is that when we share these with administration, it would merely be in a memo format, noting that it's not in any order of importance. And, 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 and again, I, I would just caution us again, by having it listed out this way and not specifically stating that, that it is in no particular order, if an individual in a cold reading were to peruse this, they would imply that our concerns are listed in, or our priorities are listed somewhat unconsciously as they are. And for me, and, and that, that, that's, I'm just I'm just lifting that right. up as someone who reads. So we, we have an opportunity here to, and I think that we have an opportunity to change this order to prioritize. So we're not wet staff. We're simply trying to uh, provide the laundry list as they've heard it of those items that have appeared to be priorities for us. But certainly, based on our funding, we could public education. But I mean, we could tick off those that have. Right. So we are not led to that. So once we get through kind of any additions, we can come back and have a discussion about reordering. Uh, and, and, and that's fine. Again, because, again, I'm just concerned about, you know, yeah. basic root cause analysis to crime mm -hmm. uh, and to have something that could address the root cause analysis of crime. So you want that added to the public I'm just making, I'm just making a, a, a statement. I mean, this is just our budget retreat where we can have open dialogue. And I'm just lifting that out to my colleagues that, again, everyone touts crime prevention. And, and we, you know, crime prevention from the standpoint of let's, you know, lock up individuals. And that when, when the average citizen thinks about crime prevention, that's what they think about. Now, from a criminologist standpoint, crime prevention can be a whole, a, a whole laundry list of things. Wraparound services provide at-risk individuals. Uh, uh, to have other options and things of that nature. And so I'm just saying, uh, uh, 
for me, when, I, when I'm, in, and again, I think Parker said it best, for, for my district, <laughs> I need um, wraparound services that are going to get to root cause analysis for crime. I know uh, 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 Mr. Herring is looking at his office doing some type of root cause analysis, <clears throat> which is going to be very important. And, and are we going to be able to help fund that? Are we going to be able to help address it? Uh, because my, my direction to him was, if, if we're just going to list out, here are all the, the, the root cause issues, and not be in a position to honestly address those from a budget standpoint, it's almost an exercise of futility. So, so can I ask you, Mr. Jones, yes, you want to press us? So under public safety, are we saying we'd like to have a bullet that speaks to some sort of form or something that addresses root cause analysis and uh, development of a strategic plan to address? I, I, I think to add that would be particularly wise, but okay, it's going to depend yeah, upon to capture. You, know, what, you know, what administration is interested in, right. what, you know, Herring's office can actually, sure. you know, uh, uh, perform. But I think I think that is an issue. I okay. mean, if you look at crime prevention, root cause analysis is key. Okay. You look across the country, that's an issue. Um, I, 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 I agree, sir. And Madam Chair, that pass as a bullet item. Others to? Yeah, I would just ask to put that in underneath the broader context of crime prevention that's already listed in the public safety category. I mean, it's truly... You know, you said it was at the bottom. Well, the first item is public safety. The first item in public safety is crime prevention. Um, so support activities to increase crime prevention in troubled areas. You know, the root cause analysis could simply, and a strategic plan to address could potentially be rolled into that. I, I would add, um, for me, it's broader than troubled areas. It's and whoever wrote that, that's a bit offensive. Huh? That I mean, to say so, an area is a troubled area. Well, I mean, we, we get to fix this, so you okay. Know, I'm, I'm just. Okay. I'm, I'm saying we're talking across our community, for me, uh, so, and then adding that component, as uh, Mr. Altaresto has indicated, would be uh, helpful. Let me go to Mr. Addison, and I'll come back. To I, this, I wasn't okay? done yet. I, I wasn't, oh, I'm sorry, wasn't Mr. Jones. Because I just wanted so, to respond to. Just, and I think it's my experience on the school board, but if we can get through this budget without saying my district, my district, my district, because I think those issues, although don't impact everyone in my district at the same level, we all have a desire to fix that, whether it's on the south side, north side, east end, west end. And if we, if we stay district-centric in our conversations and our thoughts, these issues are never going to get done. Right. I'm far from okay. district-centric. Far, far from okay. that. I was just looking at what, Duly noted. you know, in, in light of the fact that my district has particular issues, I'm not district-centric. I'm actually citywide. I mean, so, even when you refer on, to trash. Kim, hold on now. Stop even when you're referring to okay, trash. Come on. About your district. Kim, stop cutting me off, dude. I'm, I wasn't even finished my thought. I was trying to respond to what you're saying. I'm, I agree that we need to address it, but can we address it? As a city, okay. As one city, not Duly, one district. Duly noted, Mr. Jones, and then Mr. Addison, and then Mr. Addison. Yeah, if if we could just strike troubled areas because we should focus on. Right, it's across our across the entire city. So, okay. so yes, indeed. Um, let's see. The next piece is 
just 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 from and again sorry if this is south side or district centric concern of and looking at um, is poverty being driven to a particular section of our city uh, whose services are not at the same level as the rest of the city um, in other because again we do have a transportation issue on the south side there, there, there is I think we proved that at the very beginning and so as we look at affordable housing, as we look at, um, you know, moving individuals, how do we address not simply re-centralizing poverty in another area or portion of the city? Mr. Jones, I would offer um, that's why it's so critical to have a master plan. We don't have a plan for housing development across this geographic footprint, which would speak to looking at where we have what already, what it is we say we're trying to uh, develop. We're articulating mixed income. I'm not sure that we're all on the same. So what does that look like? Transformation of public housing, housing in general. Uh, so, and I was raising that under land use planning, that whole idea of having a, a housing plan for this city. We don't have it, which would include and specifically address those kinds of concerns based on what we articulate as our desire for our city, which has been around mixed income. Right, okay. As opposed to shifting, um, displacing, reload, you know. That's mm. not, but without some plan, some vision, some strategy, some understanding of what we have right now, what our goal is, and then what it is that we would like to see and where, and that we're in the driver's seat, typically we're responding to folks who we want to put a development here. We're saying if it's if we have a plan, we know where we're wanting to see some things based on what, where we already have, you know, some housing. And I, again, I'm just lifting up concerns as we talk about, you know, budgeting and things of that nature. And then my last piece, and, and I'll sit back and listen, um, as, we, as we approach the conversation with code enforcement, um, is this a question of praxis uh, and management initiatives and directives versus actual funding. Because if we give them funding, and yet and still their praxis is not to hire and manage accordingly, how are we best allocating those dollars? So you're wanting personnel to be looked at in addition to what we have here, funding for code enforcement initiatives. We're also wanting to determine if we have adequate or Right, right. If we're, if we're funding a particular department, but yet and still their praxis is we're not going to hire to that funded vacancy, and we're just going to run at this particular staffing level, should we fund that area to that level? Okay. Thank you. Mr. Addison? Thank you. Council Vice Chair. So I'm looking at this list, and it's a great list. I think it encompasses a lot of the needs that we, I think, have all talked around and about throughout the course of the past year. Um, but in reading the document, I, I, I agree with um, Councilman Jones's points that the order is a little questionable because there's a lot of things in here. It's 10 priorities. 10 priorities are a lot. So when I look at this, I kind of see four bigger themes, I think, play out to kind of encompass a little bit more of the outcome-driven approach to what we're looking to do. I think, one, we're looking at a 21st century city with your land, land use and planning. 
economic development. I think you can incorporate that in housing, looking at strategically how we align those in the future setting, how we develop our future as a city. I see a safe neighborhoods approach. I think you're looking at crime reduction, code enforcement, cleaning up our neighborhoods, um, fire prevention. I think creating that kind of priority as a focus highlights what those three priorities are. Uh, you can look at strong futures for our children. You see how we're focusing on schools, education, facilities, as well as youth services around that for the summer and the weekends. And I also think the last one for me I see in this list of 10 is kind of strategic infrastructure investment, how we do streets, roads, IT, um, and other facilities that we need to invest in heavily. I just mentioned those four because I kind of pulled that from what I saw on this list of 10. And the reason why I say that is when you have four priorities that tie kind of of a theme of what we want to achieve, all those fall into that underneath the, the premise of how we fund that and support it. And just wanted to offer that as a potential idea of putting at the top four themes and our priorities go below. Doesn't change the prioritization of any of them, just makes it be here's where we're trying to go with them. That way you can read into it how you want to. And that connects them all together because they all are connected. And I also think in that approach too, it separates the little bit of, for some of us, three of these 10 are specific to our districts. For other ones, maybe not as high of a priority. In that list, you're gonna create automatic ownership or something that might become problematic or offensive as we've already kind of talked around a little bit. So I think having that little higher level view of where we're trying to go also creates, I think, an opportunity for better conversation through the budget process of how are they going to help achieve that focus of what we're trying to do there. Just a way okay. of thinking about that. So I'd like to hold those four, thank you, I'd like those to hold those four categories and finish getting any input into these particular ones and then come back to that as a way of organizing uh, this. So if you will, sure. then I have to ask you to. More than happy to share that with you. I'm, okay. I have it written out here. Um, well, I mean, before we leave the session. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then my other question is this. What is the presentation structure format that we're expecting the departments to present to us? Okay, so that's going to come uh, in the next discussion. Okay, good. Because I see that kind of going together. That's why I want right. to offer that as an idea. So how would you like for me to go back to my first point? with those themes? Those four, I'd like to. We can add to it, there's uh, error. Yeah, I just wanna hold them first, sure. that, and then come back to uh, the idea of narrowing down to those, or collapsing into those four. I wanna get any additional feedback that folks wanna add into these categories, which still, um, first, and then come back to that. Um, so, so I guess to, to simplify a little bit, you'd be creating four themes that we care about, and then all the priorities still exist. Like the priorities That's still correct. stay. It's just a matter of putting it so that the context of, we care about these 10 things, but here's why. And that takes that connection so that no matter how you read the document for the public, the mayor, anybody else, they get why we have these 10 priorities. Right, so we're gonna come back to that, to those, yeah. so thank you for that. I wanna go to Councilwoman Robertson and then Larson, uh, and then I think that should wind us back to trying to do prioritization. Thank you, Madam Chair. Good morning to everyone. I was just running late this morning. Um, and understanding that I have missed the conversation to this point, um, but what I've gathered from what has been discussed as it relates to our priorities and in pages two through three, um, I agree with what I'm hearing being said, uh, Madam Chair. Um, I, I, I too think that our priorities needs to be more focused 
and uh, narrow as it relates to um, how we identify what those priorities are, but not necessarily that they are narrow in scope, even though I think that's important that we come to that place as well. Um, I did, I'm not sure I heard uh, the priorities that um, Councilman Addison identified, uh, but just in looking at the, uh, the groups that we have, um, I too have broken them down in a couple of smaller categories, being economic and community development, workforce and educational development, uh, infrastructure, and I'm sure if I took a little bit more time, I would, you know, maybe um, categorize them um, even more specifically. But I do think that if we had three or four categories that we were focusing on, that would give us a lot more depth as it relates to those kinds of things. One of the categories that I don't see uh, defined in looking at the priorities that I that I am concerned that will be included is that um, the majority of our budget always goes to operation. Uh, and I see the information technology as one of the areas of significant interest. Um, but I think that it's important that we think about operation from the perspective of the benefit packages, uh, you know, health insurance, other types of uh, benefit packages that we are constantly dealing with, salary increases, those kind of things that may fall into another area if it falls on the workforce where we're really trying to get our workforce together. But in essence, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if our focus is uh, grouped in a smaller category, uh, in, in smaller categories that covers the overall operation for the city, but likewise have some expectation of how do we measure accomplishments because uh, we have these priorities. Uh, if we don't have means by which we measure outcome or successes, when it comes to budget time, we do kind of get back to, you know, funding based on uh, preferences a lot of times um, or what is absolutely necessary um, by, um, by staffing, by code, by requirements to be funded. And then, um, and really there's not always a lot of money left over, but when we talk about these priorities, we always talk about education as a priority. Um, but we don't talk about how we measure outcomes and what, what are we sitting? What defines priority for us? What do we expect to see change as a result of it? And so I would, I would like to see us have less categories but also have some outcome expectations. Okay. So, again, similarly reducing or collapsing these categories with metrics and staff have that. Ms. Larson, and we'll come back to that collapse, and that's similar to Ms. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to expand a little bit on the, the third item under Parks and Rec, um, where it talks about bringing park structures into compliance with best practice standard. Uh, we heard in public comment last week from a gentleman who was um, talking about one of our historic uh, 
buildings that's been neglected by the city. I also have um, in the 4th District a couple historic buildings that are also in state of neglect. So want to make sure that we're um, protecting those structures um, <clears throat> and restoring them in historic manner. And so, Ms. Larson, could I just so I can, yep. we're wanting to add into that infrastructure section a uh, preservation of historic as a book. That's a great way of saying it. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> I just want to make sure we capture for staff so we can get those yeah. additional items. And then um, at our upcoming, at one of our upcoming education and health committee meetings, I asked for a, an update on the parks facility plan, which I believe is about 10 years old, and I'm not sure how up-to-date it is, but I think as we're moving forward and investing money that we need to be looking at it. We need to look at that or either ensure that they are, are looking at this big picture um, and that we're being mindful of what we have and what we can maintain and investing in the right places. So that may be a big thought to put it as a bullet, but something about park facility management. Um, because I know we have some vacant um, community centers in our city that aren't staffed. We spent a lot, a lot of time talking about that. At, during the last budget cycle. So I'd like to make sure that we're supporting the resources where the needs are in the community. If we don't need it, then let's shut some structures down, figure out whether we need to keep them on our books or not. Thank you. Um, I just, um, one of the things that um, Councilman Larson's statement reminds me of and something that I've done in my district, but that I think bodes well for our city as I asked for an inventory of all parks in my district and the condition of them so that then could systematically work towards as we look at funding uh, to address them. And I, I think it would bode well following up from your statement to look citywide at having a uh, facilities uh, inventory of parks and recs facilities, the state of them, and then consistently working to address what are, are they ADA accessible, is what state of the equipment, those kinds of, but across the city, and ask that there would be that kind of plan done, that kind of inventory and then a strategic plan that we're able to um, begin to work to fund implementation of would be the addition. So just made me think of that. Thank you. Yeah. I and that's absolutely where I was headed with that. I think that, you know, as we, we look at it, we're so focused on our district. Um, but we also need to be very mindful of the big picture because we only have a limited amount of resources. And even though I'm in the fourth district, you know, I might have constituents that are at the community center in the fifth district. So these are shared resources and we're we're going to get more out of it if we look at it big picture um these 
a lot of these community centers are literally falling apart. And, you know, looking at the schools and knowing the condition of the schools, well, this is where a lot of our kids go after school. So we need to look at the big picture of that and, so, and have, uh, have a solid plan. I absolutely agree. And it's also being sure that we have enough green space for, you know, the, as we need developments, that do we still have sufficient greens, et cetera. But um, if that could be added as a uh, plan. The other thing that having a plan does is that we're able to have partners in addressing. Uh, they are partners who will work with us to fund who want to work, with, as I've been finding, want to work with us around uh, our parks and our uh, bike walk infrastructures, but without having a plan that works, here's how you join us, or this is how, or we'd like to leverage city dollars, then, so you get the point. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Ms. Gray and then Mr. Altavesto, or whichever hand was first? I couldn't see, I just saw two hands, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> there was one other item that I, I did want to make sure was reflected here. I think it's already in place, but it's to assure that the council wishes for this uh, program to continue to accelerate and that is out of the city attorney's office in the tax sale um, program um, that's been a major issue for the city I know we've ramped up resources recently I believe the attorney's office is now staffed to a level that could presumably result in 400 tax sale properties a year um, if that's the appropriate level for city council's comfort zone I think, you know, that program only brings benefit by reducing blight and increasing tax revenues to the city. So I just want to make sure that that one is somehow um, identified, continued funding for that strategy. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Gray? Um, just a couple, a couple of points. Um, in addition to park facilities, um, the trees in the parks are um, scary especially in Bird Park and the obstacle course. I think Kristen, Councilwoman Larson can attest to um, walking the track and having widowmakers fall while, while you're out on the track. It's really dangerous. And um, I know that we saw some of the urban forestry stewards out there, tree stewards cutting some limbs, but as I drive through the fifth district um, parks, I think those are the scariest trees I've seen out there with huge trees with dead limbs on them that are a liability. So I would hope that that can be part of the um, plan to address those. And um, while we're on parks, um, we spent, we had a very successful playground build at Abner Clay Park. We had close to 350 volunteers come out and do the, the playground. And then by Saturday, the entire park was trashed, completely trashed. And it was a lot of churches driving up on the sidewalk, leaving food, styrofoam, um, clothing. And this has been designated the park for feeding people who are homeless and disadvantaged. So I think that we need to come up with a plan for how to do that the right way. And I have photographs that I can email around of what the park looked like the day after. I mean, it was spotless. I was moved to tears after seeing all the work that had gotten done out there from 
8.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon. An entire park was cleaned and a playground was in place, but immediately the next day the park was completely trashed. So I think we need to think about how we're going to address the needs of our homeless and um, disadvantaged citizens. Thank you. I, I, just on your last statement um, in terms of homeless, uh, something in ter- that would allow us to take a look at our cold wo- weather shelters um, and whether or not really a plan of action for establishing what I would consider to be appropriate weather uh, shelters, whether it's too hot, too cold, um, but that would allow us to take a look at what we have and what it is that uh, would be the kind of accommodation we'd want for any citizen of the city of Richmond, uh, should they be in need of such. So, Mr. Oh, no, I just wanted to respond to that because, you know, while Richmond does have the cold weather overflow shelter, nowhere else in the region does, and we can assess that, but knowing the data and knowing that the counties are bringing people to Richmond for those nights, um, I would prefer if we could um, potentially make the request of the, the council that has recently been established for regional coordination of homelessness. I would, I would almost shift it so that it was not just a Richmond-centric, but let's. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I just want us to look make at a recommendation it. to us and all the localities as to what we need to be doing to provide coordinated services, because Richmond, as you know, um, there's no federal dollars for homelessness. There's no. Uh, state dollars for homelessness. The the monies have all been shifted towards rapid rehousing, which is proving to be more successful. Mm-hmm. But there's still immediacy mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed. And and I think if we could request of the council to evaluate that and make recommendation, that would be so. We would put that as a bullet, and I would be fine. I I just want the whole thing looked at. So I just know what we have. It's not ideal for our citizens and for anyone to sell a recommendation. I'm, I'm looking at you, Charles. Thank you. you captured Mr. Agilesto's combination thereof. Mr. Addison. Thank you, uh, Councilwoman Newbill. I have just a couple things I wanted to ask that I think kind of play into some of the conversations we've had earlier, too, is I think when we look at things we fund, staffing, um, purchasing of equipment, or purchasing of IT stuff, or other things at that level, you know, we were putting on the department's request, confirmation of we see this as a priority and we want to fund it, but they don't get to buy that themselves. There's a whole process of hiring, there's a whole process of procurement, and I think that when I look at some of the hiring situations, we've talked about staffing levels since we first started um, January 1st as a priority. I think it'd be great to ask HR how we could get to having a three-month hiring process as an expectation, because for me, um, having, you know, applied for jobs previously in my, in my life, I know that the people who want to hire somebody, it's quick. It is, the job's posted, it's open for two weeks. I'm interviewed the, the third week. I have a second interview within the first month of the job being posted from when I applied. And I think we need to get to an expectation of if we have a position that's funded and available that we can see it filled within three months or something of that level that's a market level expectation because I think that is a big deterrent for some of the things we're looking to do. We're losing quality, qualified applicants in that period of time by taking six months. And I think that while it is unacceptable, it is um, a much bigger problem of a question we have to ask because maybe the staff for HR needs to be trained or looked at differently to support the operations we're expecting 
these departments to do, especially with jobs that have high turnover. I think we need to have HR be able to recommend ways to fix that. Is it the salary range? Is it the um, expectations in the job description? Is it um, their part-time? I mean, there's all these things that play into these impacts. Um, and to further that, the next step I have, too, is pre um, procurement. Um, procurement is constantly, with whether it's an IT infrastructure, um, doing construction or buying equipment, you know, there are you know, so many steps of the phase of legal review and approval of the RFP before it goes out. There's then contract negotiation once the RFPs have been submitted and responded to. There's testing of all that stuff, and that can take six, nine, 12, 18 months, depending on what you're buying. And for me, if we're expecting quick turnaround of equipment, it needs to be done quickly. And I think one of the things we should set the expectation for is there are departments in our city, such as the ones I've mentioned, that only respond to internal purchases, internal requests. And those departments, I think, need to have a specific expectation of operation that I don't think we've set. I think when we haven't set it, we don't realize how that impacts the further costs later on. Okay. Thank you. So um, I'd like to hold that because yes. I think with each presentation that uh, we can talk about um, those items being addressed. I want to press us now to the priority collapsing into the three to four categories. Um, as I've heard them, and um, especially, yes. I don't know whether or not staff have the capacity or not to put those things up on the board so that we can at least see what we're doing as far as if, if council agrees that perhaps we should consider collapsing these um, 10 into a lesser Somewhere number. Somewhere between three and, and yet, four. And yet moving items that have been identified to those categories. Um, I don't know whether staff have the capacity now to project that up there. So it may be. See what we're doing? It sounds, it may be. I think that if we can collapse the um, broad headers, they can come back with, if we, so if we get public safety and everything that's under public safety or quality schools, and if we can give them the categories, they'll come back with us. It's going to take a lot to uh, yes, at this moment. They don't have that instant capacity That's correct. right now. So if we go to, uh, and welcome, Councilwoman Trammell. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, if we go to the categories, it sounds as if, if I heard, and we can call them anything you like, but Ms. Ad, Mr. Addison and uh, Councilwoman Robertson, um, it sounds like something broadly public safety, even if we don't call it that, with the uh, adjustments we've made. Something around uh, whether we call it public education, quality schools, and new services, something in that regard. Please stop me anywhere you'd like. Then there's a broader infrastructure category that included everything we had on the infrastructure, but other components that are here, um, like IT, capital maintenance. Then there was an economic and community development category. So. Yeah, if you would. Um, but as I heard, it, those public safety, public education, and youth infrastructure. Um, we had economic and community development, and then we had collapsed some components: traffic and transportation, code enforcement, uh, when under land use planning, uh, IT, etc. So, if I didn't get them all, I'm going to go back. Okay. <laughs> 
you, you captured a, a lot of it, so. All right, well then, considering how quickly we didn't capture, so let's start again. I'm impressed. Okay, <laughs> public, uh, public safety was broad, and it included those additions that people um, added through our discussion, the root cause now, et cetera, et cetera, some other components there. Um, is that one of the, that is one of the broad categories. We'll do the collapsing after. after. I'm just trying to get to the top three to four. But, but collapsing, we're not losing anything. We're just collapsing these others into them. Then we have public, and they can be called anything. I'm just not, what, but public education and youth services, which included quality schools. It included youth services. Then we had infrastructure, which included, and stop me anywhere you like, traffic and transportation, code enforcement, information technology, and capital maintenance. Yeah. And then we had, in this, we have economic and community development, which included land use slash planning, if I had it correct. All right. Land use planning, um, I'd like to add, I don't know what, I think we should pull housing out there, housing planning. That's a separate. Right. Code enforcement under economic and community development and right. the economic development plan. Okay. So, so what I am going to need from staff, those, these, just not all the items underneath, but as we're talking, are you able to type in any much? So public okay. safety, which broad category? Not the, all the okay. specificity under there, just the big category. Or capture it and recap. So let's do it this way. Let's have all the feedback from counselors, and then we'll do see what we have at the end of there. So, Mr. Addison, I do want to go, because you had some categories. Did those... I just put for, like, a building a 21st century city, it seems like our Richmond 300 plan... Um, pursuing strong economic development, supporting the retention and keeping our businesses here. I think a multimodal transportation plan fits under that as well. It fits that broad. Oh, transportation. Yes. Will you pull these categories so we're working, following you? Yeah, so transportation. Okay. So traffic, so traffic and transportation. And then I also put as, um, yeah, I just put that one there because while on the next page, capital maintenance includes street maintenance, street markings, sidewalks and alleys. This, the, the markings piece fits into more of a transportation plan just because it's bike lanes, it's all the things we're doing for pedestrian crosswalks, it's that stuff. So for me, those plans go together with that aspect of that plan together. And then that was my 21st century city thing, just future-looking, driving us somewhere modern and new. I also put under there, too, because I thought it would be nice, our parks and riverfront. <laughs> because I think those are two often underlooked resources that are huge um, tourism-generating destinations, but that's just me. Um, I put safe neighborhoods as another subset of a topic priority, as number two, that we focus on crime, redu crime reduction. I put code enforcement in there, too, and then I put fire prevention and measures. That was also one of the things underneath public safety. Uh, but also by incorporating code enforcement, it lumped those together as creating clean and safe neighborhoods. And then I put strategic infrastructure investment 
because I think when you look at all the things we're doing together, how we invest in transportation, how we invest in our roads, paving, sidewalks, et cetera, all things that are capital, but also internally for IT and other, other things as well, it fit that that's more of a capital, sometimes supported projects. They made it be strategic. And then the fourth one I put was a um, strong futures for our children that encompasses education, teachers, encompasses facilities, encompasses youth services is one of the lists in there as well. And I kind of added a fifth one because it's not really on here, but it's something that Councilwoman Robertson mentioned, which is kind of like the community wealth building piece, workforce, opportunities, jobs, and how we're driving that together as well. Okay. That, is that yes. and change in the titles? I just want to put it kind of that's how I glum well, it all together. Right. Notwithstanding the, the broader titles, I'm just trying to get the categories. And so what I'm going to ask is that staff will try to come up with a compilation, this collapse that we'll discuss um, after we do the budget work session. You can bring that to us and we can look at this again so it'll be easier for everyone to see. Ms. Trammell and then Ms. Gray. Thank you. Um, can we put like sidewalks in there too because that falls under public safety? Yeah, we have, okay, so sidewalks. We have under Ms. Trammell? Oh, under capital maintenance. We have sidewalks and alleys and street maintenance and just collapsing them now into the broader category. Thank you, Andres just explained it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Gray. So um, one thing that I think we've kind of left off and what we, I think, links into um, the root cause analysis stuff and um, focusing on youth um, I think if we put a category of families, youth, and children and look at social services as well, because I know they were, they have seen increasing caseloads but declining positions. So as far as a budget, um, we know adverse childhood experiences are one of the key indicators of crime and um, how we can help to prevent that is to try to mitigate as much to the degree that we can within schools or within communities those adverse childhood experiences. So I think social services um, with respect to child protective services and foster care are an area that we should focus in on as well. So, absolutely, I certainly agree. I suspect others as well. And so health and human services or whatever that broader category that addresses families, it's going to pick up whether we're doing trauma-informed care, ACEs, or, but yes, your point, um, as a category, and we'll figure out how to get it in, but you get it. Okay. Okay. Um, Ms. Robertson. And then we'll move to the next item. Yeah, there were some categories that I mentioned. I just want to make sure that I'm not sure that I'm I'm such a visual person. You want to, if you will go on and lay them out for staff, they'll try to reconcile this for us. Everything. Okay. Um, But just to make sure that um, some of the things that I would like to be taken in consideration, if you would bear with me to just go over those categories again? Yes, Okay. please. All right. Um, So 
I agree that you know one of the key things for the city is economic and community development, um, and I definitely support seeing that as a category. And I think some of the key pointers uh, that should be included uh, as a part of that is business development and retention, which is what I would consider an economic development plan of the city. Um, transportation, I agree, should go under economic and community development. I think for um, I think also we should put our master plan under there since we're in the process of doing a huge master plan and as a part of the master plan that will include land use policies and so forth. Um, and I do think that housing should be included under the economic and community development plan, which will include such things as code enforcement, blight, um, tax sale, DURLEC, and perhaps homeless. I'm not sure if homeless go there or whether it goes under public safety, uh, but it certainly should be considered because we do have a, uh, a larger homeless population than I think we recognize. I support also the category of safe community. Um, I think that health should be included under uh, as a part of that. Of course, police and fire and our juvenile our justice system components, which are many. Um, a third category I'd like to see is workforce and education development. I think youth services go under that. I think the uh, rich and public schools and our education, higher education opportunities as well as technical education. Um, workforce, this either could be an opportunity as it relates to um, how we partnership with the business retention and so forth for attracting those kind of businesses. And certainly poverty should be under that uh, category as well. Okay. And then the fourth category I support is infrastructure, which includes the preservation of our facilities, our capital maintenance programs, our streets, sidewalks, those kinds of things. And then the last category I think that's important for us to recognize is that is an operational policy, which gets back to uh, Mr. Algelesto's comments as it relates to uh, our staffing, how long it takes us to hire people, those kinds of things will come into that uh, discussion. Um, but it will also include things as adequate staffing, competitive staff, a competitive employer, so that we won't be looking at after the budget, trying to squeeze in a raise for people versus a bonus and those kinds of things that we look at ourselves as a competitive employer. But I also think this is an opportunity that we should have a more broader conversation about um, the overall process of operation, the lack of the charter revisions that needs to be made to make sure that we are aligning uh, the executive, the administrative, and the council branch um, in a way that it aligns in a way that accomplishes what we want to accomplish for the city uh, would come under that operational component, as well as I'm sure there are other things that, as we talk through the process. But I would, lastly, I'd just like to reemphasize, though, what do we want to see the outcomes be? What do we want to get when we grow up to be the city and what do we want to see in increments of annual budgets so that we know that we're making progress toward those things? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So I am now going to ask staff to 
take what you've heard. What the good news is now we have collapsed these ten into somewhere between four to five categories and ask you to come back to us at OD with this or um, sooner if they're available so that then we can further refine and make adjustments uh, in, in this regard. I think the p last point that Councilwoman Robertson makes and probably we'll have to have more discussion has to do with outcome measures. What does it look like? What does success look like? But if you will bring that back to us, um, this proposed, you get it. So with that, um, I want to say thank you to counselors for this first part. First, this will come back to all of us for a second look and review in the collapse form for further refinement. And so we will now go to Ms. Brown for the next item on the agenda, which is the budget work session and amendment process. And then we uh, do want to get to the budget calendar uh, before we leave. So, Ms. Brown. Yes, so um, at last year's, uh, as Lou had indicated earlier, there seemed to be a lot of challenges or frustrations with the process. So staff over the last couple months have been trying to look at other localities that have a similar form of government um, and how they do their budget amendment process. And from those, we've come up with a proposal um, again, it's just a proposal, but um, I'd like to walk you through that proposal, um, and then we can, if there's any questions uh, of that nature. So um, I'll start on page four. Uh, the first big part of what is being proposed is that we would be looking to do full-day budget work sessions, which would mean in the morning from 9 a.m. until noon is where council will hear um, presentations from departments. Council staff is currently working on a complete revamp of the presentations that um, the departments will provi be providing. Um, and so that will look different, but we hope to bring that to you guys um, prior to when the budget is proposed by the mayor so you can look at how those presentations as well as staff's analysis um, will change. But one of the big components, um, and to bring Ms. Uh, Robertson's comments into it, is we're looking to have those outcomes um, identified when it comes to looking at department increases to say, you know, if you're looking for this increase, what kind of service is going to be increased so that we can start making those correlations. Um, but that's just a little bit. But So again, in the morning, uh, you will hear those presentations do question and answers, um, things of that nature. Uh, you will be breaking for lunch. And then in the afternoon session, um, between 1 and 5 is where we're looking to do an actual real budget work session with council. Here is in this afternoon session is where council members will start considering amendments for those agencies that presented on that day. So to kind of take you through how that process would work is if you want to page, turn to page five. Now, this will not be for capital improvement plan amendments. Those we're, we're planning on handling the same as we have been in the past, where council budget staff will provide members with a deadline and um, forms or spreadsheet where members can propose their amendments, both increases and decreases that have to balance um, for CIP. So these 
this process is not for the CIP amendments. This would be for pretty much, for the most part, general fund amendments. So after breaking for lunch, council will come back. Um, there could be some preliminary discussions, um, if there's any more questions or answers that need to be happen. But for the most part, this will be where members will make proposals for amendments to those departments that proposed on that day. So if you looked at the previous page, I had a we preliminary put public safety. So that would be police, fire, emergency communications, and so forth. So when you get to that later part of the day, we're proposing that each member would have a maximum of two amendment increases per agency group. So again, that's maximum of two amendment increases for the group. That's not two per department, um, but for the entire group that presented. Even if a, part, a department didn't necessarily present, for example, if animal care and control did not come and present at the public safety grouping, members can still propose amendments to animal care control because they still fall under that portfolio, if you would say. From there, each, amendment, each member is, um, will have an unlimited amount of reductions that can be proposed per agency group. As I mentioned before, amendment increases can only be made to the agency assigned for that budget work session day on that budget work session day. Amendment decreases can be made uh, to the agency assigned for that budget work session day or during one of the subsequent amendment sessions, which is where you would uh, work to balance the budget. Each member would have a maximum of two minutes to propose each amendment. After the two minutes have concluded, the chair will call for a consensus to add the proposed amendment to the working amendment listing. So here I'm going to go to the right side. Um, if a, if a majority consensus is obtained, um, an amendment, the amendment is added to the working amendment listing. This working amendment listing is not final. It's just saying that it got majority consensus um, from when it was proposed, so it goes on the amendment working sheet. Once all the budget work sessions are completed, Council will be given a sheet of all the proposed amendment increases that got added to the working amendment list. The members will be asked to rank them in their priority order. From there, council budget staff will gather all of those rankings and put it in a final ranked order as it came through how each member ranked them. Council will have the opportunity to look at that ranked list and at one point, the chair will call for consensus on that ranked list. From there, any reductions that have been made and any further reductions that get proposed will go towards funding that increased listing by ranked order. So if only um, enough reductions are there to fund the top five increases, then that is the order in which they get funded. Now moving on to the second side, if a uh, majority consensus is not obtained from a member who proposed an amendment, it's not added to the amendment working sheet. At that point, it's considered to be a rejected proposed increased amendment, and at any time, the only way it could be reconsidered 
as if somebody from the prevailing side from the first call for consensus requests for it to be reconsidered, and at that point, a consensus will be asked to reconsider the amendment. If it gets majority, it will be reconsidered. If it does not receive consensus, then it will not be reconsidered. Any proposed increase can only be reconsidered either later in that budget work session day or at a subsequent work session. If you want to turn to page six, well, before I go there, I guess I'll ask right now if there's any questions from right. that point. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know it's a lot. <laughs> yes. So, page five. Uh, the proposed uh, amit. Let's start at the top here. <laughs> the the amendments. Cat that big box there. If I could draw your attention for any comments and then the subsequent boxes. Um, Madam Chair. Yes. This is a lot to digest, to be able to put my arms around. Um, and this is not my favorite hour of the day to do, to work, so I'm a little bit slower than I usually am. So, you know, have a little patience with me. Um, I, I guess I want to appreciate the staff recommendations as it relates to this process and whether or not this is a process that, um, works well somewhere um, or how do we come up with this you know minimum of two two amendments and I guess what I what would what would make better sense for me or would help me a lot in the budget process is that when we talk like our previous conversation we just had about priorities if we're talking about economic and community development for me, it would be beneficial if the if we identified the related staff departments that are connected to that priority and how that priority, how the, the administration is proposing a strategy to accomplish the goals and objectives that we want to see happen. And in order to do that, these departments uh, the primary lead agencies that are responsible for that, and this is their program objective for the year, this is what their budget is, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then when council begins to entertain amendments or whatever, we are making those amendments with the mindset that we fully appreciate the administration's proposal of how they're going to accomplish an increase in economic growth revenue of, you know, that $25 million that we put out there that we want to see just for one category, okay? Uh, this is what is realistic. This is how we're going to accomplish that, and this is what we're going to get done. And then when I put in an amendment 
I'm putting in an amendment because I'm thinking from the programmatic strategy of the city of moving the city forward. Um, I think the challenge that, as Ms. Gray mentioned, as it relates to us in districts, when we start doing amendments that are re related to, you know, well, I want to see this in my district, you know, so I want an amendment for that. And so um, I'm a little concerned about the limitation on amendments. First of all, I'm concerned that we that we'll have the budget presented to us to address our priorities and those kinds of things. And I'm not sure if this presentation of departments, like we always mm -hmm. get departments that are in silos in a sense, they're not related to any particular outcomes, uh, is, is, a, is, a, is something that I would like for us to consider. Okay. So I want, I think the, the piece captured there in terms of um, how you bring back that collapsed document and then associated departments, if you kind of following Councilwoman Robertson's um, commenting uh, there. Yes, That's it, we could group the departments by, you know, the categories for, um, based on the priorities. Like, I was going to go through, if you looked at the next page, those were kind of the but, groupings um, okay, that so, we but, were originally I, thinking of. But again, this that was just temporary, and a lot of times we also don't know exactly what departments may come until we have had a chance to kind of look at the budget to see where the major changes have taken place. Mm -hmm. um, but we do try and um, group the agencies that come and present within that kind of portfolio grouping, but we can okay. definitely align it more towards the priorities once we get them. Right, so and I think once we get the priorities back with the agencies, departments uh, attached, then we can make further revisions. For this, though, I want to make sure that we get through your proposal. We don't have to do final decisioning today, but we do need to do final decisioning by OD. But um, any questions you have for clarification so that, because you are just seeing uh, this um, uh, some for the most part. So I'll go to Councilman Robertson and Gray. I just some have a follow-up to my statement. Um, previously, we have prioritized departments where we've seen significant change in their budget requests. And I'm suggesting that our presentation be around our priorities and focus on the kinds of things that we want to accomplish. Within that, those, there may be departments that, that are making significant budget changes, um, and there may not, but rather than be driven by the increase in the budget requests as our priorities for presentation, that our presentations be are the priorities. Yes. Ms. Gray? So the only thing I, I'm curious about, because it says a majority consensus, and really that kind of contradicts itself, because consensus is a general agreement of the entire body that for the greater good we're moving in a certain direction. So how would we have a prevailing side if I mean, if we reach a consensus, it means even though you didn't get your way, 
you're in agreement that this is the best way for the city as a whole? Um, well, similar to like last year when we asked for consensus and we see um, members, whether they hold up their hands or whatnot, we'll be actually keeping track of who's raised their hands. So the majority as far as five, if that gets five, I guess, hands. So general agreement, I would say. Sorry. More so than, I mean, just just by definition, a consensus means we all agree to move forward with that decision. And so to come back, but I get what you're saying. You mean a general agreement of a majority, not a consensus, truly. Because a true consensus, we wouldn't come back and change it. You know what I'm saying? No, the general majority, yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Ms. Brown, you want to continue? And that is duly noted, Ms. Gray. Thank you. Um, so moving on to, I guess, page six. These were, again, just kind of a um, proposed presentation listing. Um, these, again, are not final, but if we... Um, if the body wants to, we can definitely move it more in the direction of grouping them according to priorities. But historically, these are, for the most part, the departments that have come um, in the past that usually have big either budget changes or council feels um, strongly as far as its priority. Um, so we bring those departments down. And again, we do plan from council staff to do a complete revamp of the actual department presentations as well as staff analysis. So they will look different, but we hope to bring that again back to um, whether it's the OD committee or um, to council at a future meeting so that you guys could have a chance to see what those will look like prior to um, the mayor proposing his budget. Any other questions or comments on pages five and six, knowing that uh, this will come back for um, finalization and agreement, uh, not later than the OD meeting? Mm -hmm. And we're actually looking, hopefully, to once we get an idea from all members of what they can be in agreement with as far as the process going forward is hopefully putting this in some type of a resolution or document so that it could be um, more formalized um, and that council kind of has that vote on it. Okay. But we are definitely open to any suggestions, recommendations, or to hear, you know, um, each of the members, uh, I guess, thoughts on what we've proposed and you know, we can sit down with anybody to further go through it. Well, if there are any um, comments on, especially on the proposed amendment process, uh, if we take another five, uh, ten minutes, if there are any uh, um, comments um, you'd like to raise in preparation for us coming to OD, because there may be opportunity for staff to have some options as well. I suspect the First item, each member, maximum of two amendment increases per agency group. Uh, Just comment. give a little yes. background Thank on this. Is, um, the reason why two was selected, um, we saw some other um, cities who capped it at a threshold, a dollar threshold, um, but knowing how sometimes we have large citywide um, priorities like the police and fire, um, 
salary adjustments is that we didn't know if a dollar cap would be would work for this body. Um, we've also seen where some localities when a almost like how we used to do before where a member would submit their budget amendment with a corresponding decrease. Not only did it need to have the co-patron or the member who's proposing it, but for it could even be considered have to have two other members, um, I guess, sign on to the amendment before that could even be considered. So, but knowing the timeline that we're under, um, you know, from the administration standpoint, you know, they have three, four months to work on the budget, do the budget, get in the budget. And from a council standpoint, we're only looking at a little more than two months. Um, and that's to hear what's in the budget as well as then um, get it amended. So um, that's kind of how we, and another reason why we came up with the two is because we looked at last year and last year there was not including the schools ones, there was roughly over uh, 80 proposed amendments and only about 20% of that actually um, made it. So if you look at two amendments times nine individuals times six sessions, that's over a potential of 100 amendments um, that could be proposed. And so it kind of is in line with the same rough amount that has been proposed previously. So that's also a reason why we've uh, come up with the two. Just a quick question. Even though I hear the volume of proposed amendments, um, because of the number of council members, there was probably a lot of overlap in there. So that, what did that? That took into account the ones that were overlapped. And there was still how many distinct uh, and unrelated? Um, roughly about, well, 80 including the co-patrons, but they didn't get counted twice. They only got counted once. So if there was co-patron, they only got counted once, and there was about approximately about 80. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions or comments? Again, Mr. Addison. Just observationally, like doing <clears throat> those amendments the same day is a quick turnaround for really digesting all the things being thrown at us with any new budget. Like if a department were to come with a lot of suggestions, changes, they would make amendments or things to that. This seems like a quick turnaround. How do we see that process kind of laying out? Because I think that if we're doing it the same day, I'm fine with that. I like expediency. I'm just saying I also understand because that's a lot to do at one time. That, was my question make sense? Yes, Ms. Brown or staff? It is a quick turnaround, um, but again, that's why we're hoping with council identifying their priorities up front, um, knowing what they want to see funded, and then hearing from the departments their presentations as far as what is or is not included in their budget. Basically, members should have an, an idea of what they're looking to fund um, for that agency and group. We'll also be asking the departments to make sure that they come, um, when they do come and present, or even the ones that don't present, um, to be prepared to answer questions, to be prepared to provide estimates, whether that's for personnel or operating. or um, So we're hoping to have dollar amounts attached to those as well. I don't know if that answered your question fully. No, it does. I just want to see how these all connected. Just having gone through last year, 
getting ready for this year, seeing how that would all work together. Right, and one of also the reasons why we are trying to work through this process because the first two amendment days um, last year were consumed with just trying to decide whether we were going to look at increases first or look at decreases first. And so this process basically identifies the increases pretty much by the First Amendment day. So you already know what the increases are. Council has had an opportunity to see them, look at them, rank them. Mm -hmm. And as well as from the reduction side, any proposed reductions, the administration is hearing them as they come on so that when we start that First Amendment day, we have the increases, we have some potentially decreases, and administration can still have that time to come back and give any impacts that they want, but at least it's a working list that's being built upon, so it's not all coming at the very end at that amendment session. Thank you. If there are no other comments or questions, I do ask that you review this and be prepared to decision at the OD meeting. Um, and if there are questions um, of clarification prior that you would be in touch with Ms. Brown for any clarification, but we do need to decision about a, an amendment process. Okay. Yes. Has, has this proposed recommendation from our staff been vetted at all through the Finance Committee? No, not yet. So, no. But, so we have time in between now and the OD meeting to vet it. I mean, you've got a majority council on the Finance Committee um, that perhaps could vet the details of and the I mean, I appreciate what the staff is bringing back to me. I'm, I'm just not, I haven't taken the time over the weekend to review the re document that was sent to us, but I appreciate it being to us in advance. Um, I think that would be a great idea, Ms. Robinson, actually, so that we can do some vetting and answer yeah, some of the um, questions. Because it may take a little bit of time for us to really make sure that we, I want to make sure that what we agree to is not just a superficial agreement and we don't abide by and follow right. it. So I would right. rather spend more time vetting it and coming to a a real agreement of council, and we will we will um, abide by what we commit to, because it's, otherwise it's impossible for staff to be able to support us as effectively as, as they can if we are not going to stick to what we agree to that we will be doing. So right. I, I just I just need a little bit more time to that, and I'll, I may I may even spend some time with the staff myself individually to try to make sure that I'm grasping everything that they're saying, but because we do have a majority council committee of finance, I would think that would be another option to consider that. Um, if uh, council members who are members of finance um, would indicate by nod that you'd be amenable to us reviewing this and vetting at our because we do have a finance committee meeting prior to the December OD meeting. If we could add this to our list, Ms. Larson. Uh, I'm happy to talk about it. I guess my only concern is, do we debate it there, and does it come back to the council, and then we debate it 
fairly again. Well, it. we would just be vetting it and just addressing any questions, trying to get, but it's the whole of council that would agree at the OD meeting. Right. I, yes. I get that. Oh, I'm sorry. But, you know, are, is this efficient twice? because it's such an, it's an issue that really impacts every council member. So are we going to, you know, talk about it in finance for an hour and then have to talk about it in OD for another hour with the same conversation, just more people? So okay. that, that's What's a good question. I'm, well, that's I'm happy with sending stuff to committee if it makes the process more efficient. Okay. If it is just the same thing twice, then I don't think that's efficient. Gotcha. Other members? Mr. Jones. Miss Gray. Which way, Miss Gray? With committee review? Committee review or simply OD? Mr. Jones? Other way. Okay. So, um, so we'll add it to the Finance Committee agenda as a discussion item? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, yes. So if we would now um, draw our attention to the budget calendar, and I'm going to ask staff, and I'm not sure if that's you, Ms. Ali, or if that will be Ms. Brown, or to review the... Um, a proposed budget calendar. Thank you. Um, Megan is going to uh, go over the specifics of the uh, calendar so you can let her know what your decision is relative to your time um, demands. But you know, previously we've had the budget review sessions on a Monday. That did not work for Councilor Robertson as um, she's charged with representing council on the planning commission. Um, also, we've had a request from a member to not schedule on Wednesdays or Fridays. Um, as it stands, there are standing committees on all of the other days, so when you get your budget, we're trying to work around um, those standing committees as well. So the only day we have that's, that doesn't have a standing committee meeting is Wednesday. But as proposed um, with the calendar developed by your staff, um, again, the budget sessions are to be all day to allow you to hear presentations in the morning and to discuss in the afternoon and to, um, I guess, make decisions about how you want to proceed. So this is your time to discuss what, you, what day will work for you for these um, budget sessions. Megan? Yeah, and just to add um, a little bit onto what Lou has indicated is definitely between from when the mayor proposes until we start looking at the actual amendment process for um, balancing the budget, usually we've worked with one day, but when we get later into April and especially into May as we approach the May 15th deadline, which again is to adopt school's budget, but historically we adopt all the budgets at one time, we do like to build in multiple days um, so that there's enough time for council to um, go through each of the different budgets and get the balance or get the budget balanced. So that's why you will see um, on the calendar later in April where we have both Mondays and Wednesdays scheduled um, to talk about amendments. 
So I just want to clarify that point. But again, this is an example budget and our calendar. Um, it could still change. It's just that we're trying to at least get an idea of exactly what day members do want to have the budget work session so that we can start building an actual calendar. So from comments thus far in terms of scheduling, it appears that Mondays and Fridays are not good. Uh, for most, but if I've heard correctly, as we planned meetings over the last bit of time, um, and I think the point the staff raises that the only other days that, or day that we don't have a standing committee is Wednesday. Um, if we have to make an adjustment, uh, we can. But if you would take a look at what's proposed here and any feedback, thoughts, ideas, suggestions. Councilors, Ms. Trammell. So um, we're going to change it now from Mondays to Wednesdays. This is, I don't know about changing as much as this is being proposed for the upcoming year. I'm sorry, what? This is what's being proposed. Do you want to suggest something I different? I thought, I mean, I don't know how many years we've had it on Mondays, but I don't know. I mean, that seemed to work for everybody, I thought, except for one, maybe. Um, well, we have days that don't work for some council members, and I think we're just trying to accommodate that. I am open to whatever it is this body agrees to. We just need to get complete agreement so that we can, you know, have a schedule, know what it is, and be able to do this budget work before us. So are you wanting to suggest that Monday be reconsidered? Yeah, definitely. Okay, other members? Ms. Robertson? Um, Madam Chair, Wednesdays work fine for me. Um, I Mondays, I you know, I we did Mondays last last year, um, and unfortunately, the Planning Commission meets every other Monday, and and there there are just critical things that are on the Planning sure. Commission agenda that that I have to be there. I just have to be there. So is this an opportunity? So it sounds like Mondays you'd like us to consider. Planning Commission is the reality. Can we have a combination on those days where the Planning Commission is meeting to do that Wednesday, uh, that week when that, the Planning Commission? At Mondays, council meets. It's council meeting days. So we have... Council on the second and, and fourth. fourth Monday, and Planning Commission on the first and the third. So every Monday is a commitment as it relates to that. Um, so I don't know whether we, you know, the days of council certainly nine to five would not work for us for a budget session, and the days of the Planning Commission. Planning Commission doesn't start until one thirty. So morning is open but not a full day because the planning commission does start at 1.30 and um, and it you know it depends on how long it will go 3.30 o'clock is not enough so you said planning commission starts at 1.30 okay on the um, third and on the first and third Mondays um, and it is not unusual for us to go to 3.34 o'clock average. 
So the opportunity on the first and third Mondays, if we're making adjustment, would be for a morning session. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Um, yes. And, and, and I'm sorry if this window of opportunity has passed. Um, and, and, and just blame it on Monday morning haze. Um, Forty-minute presentations by each department. Is there a reason why it's going to be that long? And how can we kind of streamline that? And, and again, I can only say I've gone through one uh, round of budget presentations, but there's a lot of fluff. And honestly, it's too much for me. So it's typically the presentation and then our Q&A. That's within the 40 minutes. Is that not correct? So, so the that, presentation itself is about? We try and ask the departments to keep it to about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes at the most, but then the rest of the time is for is, question is, and answers. Yeah. So then we could, if we wanted to do presentation and Q&A down to 30 minutes each, That it, tell me what timing you're looking at, because 10 to 15 minutes is not very much for presentation, and then there is Q&A. We always have uh, Q&A. Right, right. So, are there rec I, I don't so think what are you recommending, Mr. Jones, time-wise? And then I'll go to you, Mr. Addison. Well, and, and again, I mean, if you put it that way, we if, if, if council is the driving force to time, um, I don't know if there's a... Uh, um, I don't know if there's an... A, an easier approach to um, getting our concerns out so they can be addressed. I don't know if that's something that we can put up front or whatever, because I definitely don't want to limit, um, you know, germane conversation, because a lot of times we don't have an opportunity to speak with uh, the administration, and this is our one opportunity to, to lay out concerns and things of that nature. But, but again, 40 to 50 minutes, because, again, 40 minutes just simply means to me it's going to be, 80 to 90, <laughs> you know, okay. dog ears. <laughs> and so, right. so I'm going to take uh, that's my concern. Thank you. I'm going to take Mr. Addison, and then we're going to come back to the calendar. So now we're, this is really comment about the length of presentation and Q&A. Mr. Addison, is that what you're, because otherwise I wanted to come back to hey, It's that. related to this, the, this, the question of the presentations as a whole. So okay. It fit in. It's, it's going to Councilman Jones' point. You know, we've discussed about this quite frequently since the end of the budget cycle last year, which was just the format in which the presentations come from the departments, it doesn't seem consistent. And it seems that there's a lot of self-explaining of like what their achievements have been throughout the year. And I think, I really don't think we have the time to hear that many examples of just, here's the achievements, here's the awards, here's the things we did, here's the things we got done. I wanna see what does your department do? How much you get done? What challenges you have as a department? Staffing, IT, mobility, whatever, what, what things are holding you back from achieving more? Is your staffing level needed? Do you need more? What, what are the things you need to get achieve or looking to achieve in this strategy plan? Because for me, I don't want to spend 30 minutes looking through this document because you guys put a lot of hard work into preparing budget review documents for us to ask good questions about any changes they submit. But for me, I want to see a presentation format from a director that's informative and direct to the point of operations, staffing, and needs and challenges. So that I'm, way we know what decisions to make from their standpoint, while then we can respond from our needs. 
I'm going to ask staff to put together a template, if you will, based on the comments that Mr. Jones and Mr. Addison have raised for us to take a look at to go to the departments so that the presentations can come back with the categories as well as the timeline that we're looking for. And um, as we indicated earlier, we are doing a complete revamp of the department's presentations as well as staff's, and we do fully intend to come back with um, the templates that we plan to use for the department as well as staff so that council has an opportunity to look at those prior to um, the budget. Okay. Thank you. Ms. Gray? Is this, per is this proposed time... <laughs> Presentation or the, the, the calendar? Okay. Um, sorry, I started choking. Um, the CAFR, this is the first time in four years we've had it. So can we utilize the information in the CAFR to inform some of the questions and decision makings? For instance, if we find that certain departments are only utilizing a portion of their budgets year over year. Is that something we need to look at? And some may be needing to transfer large sums or move money from one area to another. And But others are pretty much the status quo and we may not need anything more than a written presentation. But the big ones that we have questions about that really impact us on a daily basis are the ones that we want to take more time with but correct and um, the the proposed presentation listing that is the narrowed down list of ones that usually have a big impact so we don't have enough time to listen to every single department um, right. we never had enough time so we have tried to narrow the listing to those agencies that either have big impacts part of Council's priorities have big, um, big budgetary swings. Um, so that's how we kind of narrow down so that we're not listening to every department. But um, in the past, council staff has still always done an analysis on the departments that haven't presented, just so that there's still um, some review of it done. Right. Um, that, that goes in line with what I was thinking. And also, just looking at... Um, those departments that quarter after quarter, year after year, have the same vacancy rates. They may change which positions they fill, but if they're constantly only at 70% or 80% of their full staffing, um, what, what's happening with that? money that flows over is it getting moved to professional services so they can go out and hire folks to come in and do the work or are they moving it to a whole other department what's i would like to see the budget actually aligned to what's actually happening instead of it being adjusted on the back end i firstly would what you're saying, um, right now they've never been able to move it from department to department because it would require a budget amendment. Exactly. Um, whether a department is moving funding from their personnel to their operating, as long as it's in that, as we just did this year, that budget program, you know, that, that's allowed. If they're going to move it between the programs, you know, that requires a budget amendment. Um, but we could definitely look at to see what's 
the funding that has been moved around um, to incorporate some of that into our analysis. Thank you. And some of this information, I think, not in this upcoming budget session, but the following one, we should be able to, with the new budget format, the programmatic level, be able to track more closely what's actually happening within those departments. So I think we won't reap all the benefits this budget session, but I think we will in the following and subsequent. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Trammell? Um, I want to go back to um, the scheduling. The reason why I had said, like, just keep it on Monday, I don't know where, I guess, I don't know what my other two um, colleagues would think because they're not, at, they're not here at this time to, to speak about it, but I'd heard, like, through the back that, like, like rumors that they didn't want to change it either. They wanted to keep it Mondays. And the reason why I said Mondays because staff and everybody, they're, they're here on Mondays. If we change it to Wednesday and then we have to have another meeting, is that going to fall on the Thursday or Friday? You know, because I know then it's when everybody starts back, well, I'll just say myself, every Thursday there's, there's a meeting. Starting, they all start back, you know, the civic associations, um, district meetings and all that. And if they're on a Thursday, I'm not going to be here. So, Ms. Trammell, so thank you, first of all. Huh? And then getting back to the other thing but the, about when um, they come here and do their presentations, I've heard the people say that it's not them per se that they, they do their presentation in 10 or 15 minutes. It's council members that go on and on and on and on, back and forth, back and forth, just like we do at the council meeting and pre-council meetings. So it's not, per se, the ones that come here and give their presentation. It's us going back and forth, back and forth, and then, not, and then putting them on the spot to come back with more information, per se, that night or a couple hours later, and then we don't start the council meetings until after 6 o'clock. Um, point well taken. I think that is some of what you heard colleagues say, that the presentation is usually about 10 to 15 minutes, and the rest of it is our question and answer period. So you're exactly uh, correct and, and consistent with Well, maybe we should limit council members to two minutes and not, you know, not come back, per se, for another follow-up, because it's, it's going back and forth, back and forth. And so I, I would be happy to have a conversation about our... Um, process and how much time we allow ourselves to speak. Um, I would put that on if staff will remember to bring that back. What I do want to get through though today before we leave is this budget calendar. Um, but I will, I will ask that we come back to that. But we, how it is that we will come Madam ourselves. Vice President, let me just say this. It is not just, I'm not singling out my colleagues because I will say and I'll admit that I'm one that does it too. I, I, I do too, so I just want to say well, I suspect that all of us, depending on the item, I, I don't want people to think that I'm you know, singling them out because I see some people smurfing at me or whatever, but anyway, I know that I do it too. Okay. Ms. Trammell, on a good Thank day, you. depending on the item, all of us have gotten into an extended question and answer period, so I think uh, that can be shared. But I do think your point is well taken that we should talk about limiting our timing in terms of the, you know, question and answer period because we can wax on. I'm coming back to the budget calendar. And what I'd like to um, have us consider is that the first and third Monday that we would not have a budget session 
from 1.30, that we consider doing Mondays, but we would not have a budget session on the first and third Monday at 1.30 at the time that the commission is meeting. So that day we'd have a morning session and maybe reserve Wednesday for the afternoon session. I'm trying to find that middle ground here, folks. Well, yes. is, is there a way we can just leave Wednesday alone and just augment our Wednesdays? I mean, excuse me, leave our Wednesdays alone and augment our Mondays? Um, and, and it's going to make for some excruciatingly long Mondays. But if I have one day tied up, I would much rather give you that one day and let me have this other day free. Okay. And again, I, I, I appreciate my colleagues' uh, uh, schedule, and it has been set long before we've even set out to do uh, these particular set of meetings. But you know, if we could, you know, go from eight until you know noon, or eight until your, your meeting started at one thirty, eight until one uh, on those days, and um, you know, again, maybe you know, seven to four or eight to four. Something. I I just say this to say, let, if we can leave Wednesday alone and just let us have that day as a work day or something, uh, because I still need time with okay. staff and during budget season, I know folks are going to want to be meeting with us, and my Tuesdays and Thursdays and other days are going to be packed. Uh, so if we can do that, and man, I say this, Madam Vice, since I have the floor, uh, that is my vote on this piece right here. <laughs> Uh, but if we could come to some consensus on how we do that, so we're not making, um, you know, issue-related issues of service or whatever else. We take these times to kind of, you know, we, and, and again, I understand that we have administration here, we have a department head here, and it's the one time, hey, we got you. And so we're going to unload and, and just dump everything that we have uh, on that person and every concern that may not be the time for it. And so I would be willing, because again, I know I can be verbose. A preacher and a politician is a deadly mix. And so, um, I mean, if we could come to some consensus to say we will keep our questions to, you know, and our comments to two minutes and or. Yeah, I am. I'm good. Ms. Mr. Jones. Please, well, hold, hold on, hold on. No, no, I, I, feel a, I feel a watershed moment. If, if, well, if hurry we, up with the water and the shedding. Yes, indeed. It's going to shed and water at the same time. Uh -huh. uh, but if we could, you know, if, if we get presentations beforehand, if we could submit questions before, the, you know, before their presentations, um, or, or even if we have some concerns about a particular department going in. I know police is um, uh, uh, presenting today, and so here's some questions I have. Well, I know, and maybe staff could send that out, you know, some list out of, um, you know, here's who's presenting today. Are there any initial concerns up front that they can address in their presentation? Um, so, and I'm done. Thank you, colleague. So, so I am going to press us. I duly noted we talked. Miss Trammell have mentioned this. You've mentioned this, Miss Ad, about the amount of time with presentation. Duly noted, and we need to decision about that. But the d item on the table at the moment is the calendar. And so, what I hear is that Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday and Thursday are not. Uh, up for consideration because we have committee meetings. Friday is uh, a day that most folks seem not to want to do, but Monday we do have a committee that meets on Monday. Now, 
I'm thinking we might get to a, have to get to a vote here. Wednesday is being is being proposed as the day. I know that at least one council member is not here. Would prefer to have oh he's back here. Would prefer to have Monday. Um, so at this point, it is either that we vote or consents either one um, relative to Wednesday. I would acts in the same way we're making accommodation for the fact that we have committees that meet on Tuesday and Thursday that we recognize that Councilwoman Robertson has a commission that meets on that first and third Monday at 1.30. And we want to ensure that everyone can be present. Yes, Ms. Trammell. And you have a recommendation? No, what time is her, um, her meeting? It doesn't start till 1.30. And what time is it usually over with, Ellen? So, and so what I was suggesting there, Ms. Trammell, is that if we kept to Mondays, it could be the morning session of budget work session. At 9 a.m.? Yes, ma'am. First and third Monday would be that morning session, and we'd only use Wednesday then for it to pick up the afternoon session on that first and third um, Wednesday. Ms. Curry? I just wanted clarity because I heard... Eight o'clock, and now I'm hearing nine o'clock. Well, whatever that time frame is, I'm not. If we look at if today as an example, nine o'clock may be a better start time. Okay, so all right, I'm, I'm good at it. I can any time we want to start seven, eight, or nine works for me. So I'm fine with that. Uh, just saying. So whatever that adjustment we need to meet, make is fine. The bigger challenge for me is which day. Monday's fine with me if we, I just, and, and I understand a lot of people can be here at 7 or 8, but a majority wasn't here, so I just want to make sure. Oh, no. No, we didn't yeah. have but two people here at 8. So, no, ma'am, I'm clear about the 8 time, so I'm good with that. Whichever time you want to do, see if it is 9, but I'm still stuck at the day. We have a council member who has a standing committee. What I would like us to consider is that we would do on that first and third Monday the morning budget session from 9 or whatever that start time. It appears 9 is probably going to be it from 9 until noon, okay? And then that gives us time. Uh, then we would be talking that first and third Wednesday of doing an evening or afternoon session. That's, but other than that, we could stay on, I'm not sure we can even stay on Monday with, because we still have council. So we'd still end up, we're going to end up with a full day on Monday, no matter what. So, folks. Okay, so I, I guess what I'd like to do first is Madam ask if we could consider question? Wednesdays. Can, can I ask one quick question? When do we start this process? We're talking about March uh, 7th of 2018. Can, can, can we back it up to February by chance? We won't get it until March. We won't get the budget. We won't have oh, the really? budget until Never March Never 6th. Mind. Never mind. Yeah, that's the only challenge there. Mr. Addison? One thing that might fit, too, is... I mean, I don't think there's going to be any surprises between now and then about questions we have about services and departments. Perhaps we could take the next couple of months to think about service questions we have, operational things we have to prepare for 
when they present that we have the ability of kind of getting ahead of time those that input I just think that we could have some expectation setting that would be that, great. that makes sense that way we're not getting ahead of it but we're preparing for it better that would be great I am now only going to take <laughs> a discussion about this calendar and getting closure on this date and that point is well taken and staff will add that because the sooner we can get the questions I agree absolutely and staff have that now we need to get uh, closure on the date okay so from my perspective Mondays are totally open I've always set those aside for meeting days Wednesdays I can work with during the day is easier for me to then, navigate than in the evening okay um, and I um, the 9 a.m. start time is fabulous <laughs> okay somehow I guess 9 a.m. was going to be it uh, Miss Robertson just to make sure that um, we're sticking to the subject as the calendar uh, I appreciate the council's support uh, for Mondays not uh, after 1.30 on the first and third Mondays um, the Planning Commission is not a committee of my choice it's a commission that we are required to have as a, as a body and so I think it's essential that we have representation there. Secondly, uh, Wednesdays, I'm flexible, whether they're morning or evenings. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, Ms. Roberts. I'm sorry. Oh. Correction. Uh, it's personal. I have a, a standing uh, class on Wednesday mornings from uh, 9.30 till 11.00. So Wednesday mornings would not be a preference. I just remember. But you could, would make it work. Is that correct? No, I have, I have a standing class on Wednesdays every Wednesday. Uh, so making it work would mean uh, for those two months, I would not be able to participate. Every week I have a standing class. On the, so I would prefer okay. Wednesday afternoon um, or after 11 I could be here after, shortly after 11 okay so um, I'm just going to throw this on the table here the Mondays from 9 to noon uh, the Mondays for the a.m. sessions the Wednesdays for the p.m. sessions of the budget would that work for folks um, that work. we need to ask um, on Michael because Michael has charge. He's already indicated Wednesday is his preference. I'm no, sorry, wouldn't no. Oh, for afternoon? Did you you indicated that Wednesday would be your preference, right? I, I, I have a dead set. I've got to get out. My, my preference is everything on Monday. But me too. That's my preference. Okay. Find a way to to get that if that's not abbreviating starting early or running up until Ellen's start time on those particular days. But net net, I'm out the door at, at five o'clock on Wednesdays, and so that's just rough for me. And then during budget season, as we all know, we're just you know managing meetings with everyone else and their mother that chooses to meet with us. So uh, you know, it, I'm, I, I'll I'll be flexible as it relates to you know everyone's needs. But again, just I'll bow out at at five o'clock on Wednesdays. Wednesday. Or okay, so. Preferred Monday, but would accommodate and have to depart by 
would have to end before five or by five. For the so what I'd like to have us consider, and Ms. Trammell, I'll come to you, is uh, the Monday budget Mondays for budgeting from nine until uh, noon, and then the um, if possible Wednesday uh, for the afternoon component. Ms. Trammell, so we're breaking it up into two days. We're doing it a Monday from 9 to 12, and then we're coming in a Wednesday from what time? It, what was the time that we proposed? It's the, stand, the time that was proposed in this document. I'm going to be missing some Wednesdays, so I just want you to know. I'm not, I'm not going to be here on every Wednesday. The Wednesday. The Mondays, I think the Monday's worked out. The Wednesday would be 1 to 4.30. The Wednesday, if on page 4, was proposed to be 1 to 5, and we know we make an adjustment if it is Wednesday, it would be 1 to 4. If you turn to page 4 to come to the proposed work session uh, in our booklet. And I'm not, I'm just trying to get to uh, a, a place that seems to work for everyone, so I, I'll work with whatever I, it is. So. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying that Madam, okay. I, you know, it just looks like the Mondays for the past, what, how many years we've been having them on a Monday? Because I know when we started having them, like, moving the dates around, people were getting, they, they got, well, not, not say confused, but kind of like, we changed it, then we changed the time, then we did this, then we did that, and it was like back and forth, and then we were arguing over it, and then we went to a Monday for the past, I guess, two two sessions, two years, whatever, it looked like it worked out not only for council, but also for the staff. And understand that one of my colleagues has to have the, um, the, um, whatever, every, the first and the third Monday planning commission, but it worked. I mean, somehow or another, she was able to be here and, and we got all this stuff in. And like you said, maybe now that if we if we stick to that Monday, maybe we can just cut the presentations down, cut cut this us down from talking so much, limit us to three minutes, and that's it. And maybe we can get it all done that Monday, but we wouldn't have to have it that Wednesday. Okay, um, I'll come back, Mr. Angelesta and Mr. Addison. Thank you. So, in looking at the proposed budget calendar, if we had these on a Monday. It would be essentially six weeks of Mondays for the budget work sessions. Do we have an idea? The Planning Commission doesn't meet every week. Do I have an idea? Every other? First and third. Yes. So it would be, it would have a conflict on three of the six work sessions. If we do, if we do them all on Mondays, yes, and that was the same conflict that we had last year. Uh, and when there were planning committee, I, I feel, you know, the role that council plays on that planning commission. Many of the land use issues that come to the planning commission don't come to any other committee of council. Councils uh, use the land use committee as one of the uh, commissions that actually make recommendations to the, to, the, to the full council. That is a huge duty and responsibility. It's not one that I can just put aside and not be there. Um, now, 
there were times last year that the legisl the uh, agenda uh, of the Planning Commission may was not as extensive and the meeting didn't last as long. Um, and many of the issues that came up, you all are very well much aware of because you all left the budget meeting to come to the Planning Commission to speak in regards to some of the issues. So these are critical, important issues that are coming up. We're going to be slam dump in the middle of the uh, master planning process. There will be a lot of presentations that are going to be made through that process. Um, so, <clears throat> it's a, it's, you know, I am only one member on city council. I respect that. I am one member that serves on a very significant and important commission that reports back to council and is responsible of the city to have. Uh, we can either start talking about whether or not there's a need, Madam Chair, for an alternate staff person that is responsible for serving on behalf of our members on some of these critical boards that we are assigned to be on. That's what happened at the uh, administrative level. You know, I guess in essence, before we had the change in government, the city manager, oh, the city manager serves on this commission. So, uh, so now the CAO serves. Whether or not she has a delegate that would serve in her absence, I don't know. But I wouldn't want to neglect my duty and responsibility either place. So, so this is open to my schedule as I recommended. Um, I do have a standing meeting on Wednesdays. That's a personal standing committee. It has nothing to do with council. And if you choose to go for Wednesday, then I'll have to make that choice. I'm comfortable with that. Okay, so this is the question for me. I hear the question about at some point discussing whether or not we have an alternate member, but we know now what dates would be necessary. Would it be possible for the Planning Commission to meet on Wednesday on the 19th, the 2nd, and the 16th? Could th those dates be changed since we know in advance to accommodate the budget schedule. Do you ever, you've changed the meeting of the commission, the planning? No, the planning commission meets on the first. No, no, I know. Okay. I'm asking, it, would it be possible to request a meeting change for those dates? For the planning commission? Yes. No. Okay. No. That's a body of nine appointees that. I understand, but we're, we're in. November. We know the dates now. Um, I, I mean, that's a request that council can make to the. To and it's only three times over, you know, and it's not. It's just a question. Wasn't a request, so. I wouldn't think so, ma'am. Okay. That is a standing board that's been meeting on those times and mm -hmm. huge citizen participation and involvement on. Um, but that's not my call. Okay. Ms. Larson? Um, okay. I apologize if we've already covered this, but this conversation is quite extensive. So on the days where there isn't a planning commission, have we agreed to have full-day Monday sessions? Yes. Okay. So it's just these planning commission days that we're going to have the half day. Okay. Right. It sounds as if Monday would be the preferred. It's okay. the first and the third that I'm trying to work with at this point. 
Wednesdays didn't seem to be um, desirable by most. Uh, or I should say Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday are not desirable. Their, their time frames here. Can we, can we do a survey monkey or something? I mean, would that be more efficient? I don't well, know how much time we've spent on this discussion. I, I think so I'll wrap this up. What I would do is, um, if we're trying to do Monday, we need to figure out how to accommodate the first and the third. So I think that it would matter once we get in the thick of things where we don't want to cut our time off. But I think that with multiple, I mean, we all have multiple obligations. I wouldn't ask the Planning Commission to change their whole schedule if it were me. And I understand why Ms. Robertson wouldn't want to do that. But I'm wondering if it's you weigh what's on their agenda versus what you have here and make a determination which one at that time is the most pressing or prioritize it. Because we're all talking, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I don't understand why we're having such a hard time figuring this out. I really don't. I think that it really was an attempt to accommodate um, the dates that did not work for several council members, really. And to not have it be on dates when committees meet, meet Tuesdays and Thursdays we have committee meetings. So what I'm hearing is there was one person who Monday doesn't work for, and that's Mrs. Robertson. And that's the first and third Monday because of planning. Commission. Because of planning. And then there are other dates that don't work for other council members for different reasons as well. And does, and I don't, I've never um, other days known the rules, but there's no proxy voting on planning commission, is there? Not for council member, no. The CAO can designate but we have to designate someone to appear and vote in her place. But council member has to be a council member. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up at 11. I just want to say one thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I understand what Ellen's saying. Why can't we come back? She said they'll be out of there by 3.30, no later than 4. Why can't we come back, like, from 4 to 8 or 3 to 8 and... While she's still there, we could do like presentations or whatever, or you know, and still give her the information when she came back, and then that would still allow us to continue with that. So you're suggesting we would have a morning session, budget session, and the afternoon or evening budget session would be from four to eight instead of the. And then with, and then with us. Cutting the presentations down and the and all the um, questions and all of that, we could probably wrap it up at eight o'clock. And she would still be here. I mean, we, that would give us a, a free time, like from one to three, which two hours, whatever, to do what we had. I mean, we wouldn't even have to take lunch. We could just go from nine to one. If she goes to planning, then we could just take a two-hour recess or whatever, and then come back. That would give us time enough, those two hours, if we had questions for those department heads that were coming, let's go see them, get our stuff together, or go to our staff and say, hey, this is the questions we're, 
I want it by 3.30 or 3 o'clock. Had that. Okay, so Ms. Trammell has a proposal on the table of Mondays, which is pretty much the consensus, but a 9 to 1 for the first session, uh, 1 to 1.30 for lunch, I'm assuming, and then reconvening at 4 from 4 to 8. Would counselors be amenable on Mondays? That first and third Monday is where that would be the case. Madam Vice, I, yes. I, I actually like that idea. Just For the uh, first and third Monday. Yeah, I think that's excellent, to be honest. And then for the other Monday, so let me first get consensus there. Do we have consensus on the first and third Monday, 9 to 1? Okay, don't get too happy yet. Excuse me, 9 to 1 on the first and third Mondays, 9 to 1, and then 4 to 8. Can, have can a I, consensus. Can, can, can I just throw? Can I just throw one more thing out there? Just, just, just. Is it going to change that, Mr. Jones? Yes, it will. Just, ha just, just. Would we rather get? Would, would, would we rather stay until eight o'clock that night, or come in at eight o'clock that morning? Nine, Mr. Jones. We have demonstrated that okay. nine a.m. is the start time. That works. That works. So, okay, I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, yeah no, sir. Out. No, that one's not on the that, table. That works for me. But okay. It works for me. So on the first, counselors, count, this is it. We're going to be done at 11. On the first and third Monday, we would be looking at 9 to 1 and then 4 to 8. On the other Mondays, it would be... I'm sorry, Madam President. I, would, I was probably going to ask you, what's the other Mondays going to be right, on the right I'm now? Going, yeah. On the other Mondays, we would be shifting over, and staff will have to work that out, probably AM sessions because we'll already on the second and the fourth be here for council. So there'd be sessions up to before we begin informal. All right, so let me take this in parts. Let's do the first and third Monday from nine to one and four to eight. Are we all on board with that? Ms. Robinson, first and third Mondays, nine to one, four to eight. Are you fine? Thank you. Every um, consensus on the first and third. Ms. Brown. I just want to bring, just may cause a problem with one Monday because we have OD on April the 2nd. So we may have to work the timing, but I just want to bring that to the attention. We, we'll, we will work to accommodate that. Okay. Ms. Trammell, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Now, the um, other Mondays. Yes. But this won't be no break for me. You have something for what you got, Mr. No. Um just okay. Nine to one, four to eight, and that's gonna be the first and the third. That's correct. Okay, and then we're doing the second and the fourth Monday from nine to one at least is what I would propose. Okay. 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 Mm hmm Thank you. All right. Thank y'all. Staff? The, the fourth and the second and fourth Mondays when there still be a full day from nine to four. Nine to one. Nine to. Okay, let's say that again. You said Mondays, the first and third Mondays. Nine to one and four to eight. Right, and then for the second, second and, and fourth would be nine to one, and then. That's and it. will that be sufficient time is the question. 
It really depends on how you choose to do your amendment process. The proposal that staff put forward would require a morning and afternoon session. Okay, so on the second and fourth Mondays, could we do nine to four? Counselors, I'm losing people. Nine to four, we take a lunch break. Nine to four on the second and fourth Mondays. Nine to one and four to eight on the first and third Mondays. Done. Thank you. Madam President. Yes, Ms. Graham. Okay, the second and fourth Monday, that's going to be nine, not nine to one, but nine to four now. Nine to four. I think. And then we would have time for or development. Okay. On that first Monday. Well, it, yeah, we'll work that out. That's on the first Monday anyway. Okay. Are we all clear? First and third Monday, nine to one, and then reconvene, uh, adjourn, and then reconvene four to eight. Second and fourth Mondays, nine to four. Ms. Brown. Correct. Um, and I'm fully clear with that. The only thing is at towards the end of April, when we have the actual amendment session days for balancing the budget, um, I could still work within those Monday ones, but is it amenable to the council to also preliminary schedule on the calendar Wednesday afternoons so that there's more time to balance the budget? Ms. Brown, um, the budget meetings will have to be... Mondays will be it, is what I have clarity on here. Okay, so whatever we need to adjust to accommodate, it is Mondays. Ms. Trammell, thank you for your recommendations and moving us right along with that. Thank you. Okay, so with that, um, I um, believe we are at the end of the agenda for this meeting. We will have by OD the priorities uh, collapse based on the earlier conversation. We will need to get back in terms of the amendment process, um, which will be discussed uh, first, will be discussed at finance, but brought back for finalization and agreement at OD. With that, are there any other? Mr. Azulesto. Madam Vice President, I apologize. I had to take an important call. But it occurs to me that there's going to be some things that come back to the Finance Committee um, for recommendation uh, as it relates to the budget process. Yes. Am I correct on that? Yes. And, and is one of those items going to be the, the template for how we want the information provided to it us? It can be the template. We have enough time for that to come to us, right? Staff? We've We've still been working on the templates. We definitely want to bring the templates back to either finance or to council before the budget the whole process begins by um, would like more time than the November Finance Committee to put those together. But it will That's come back before budget before the budget document is Yes, before we plan to bring the proposed format um, for the department's presentations as well as staff's analysis for council to look at prior to the budget being proposed. Okay. And I ask this I ask this because as you all uh, know, our CIP budget has never been giving the council the knowledge that it needed in order to assess capital projects impact on the operating budget. And we passed an ordinance that requires that to now be included in the CIP budget. But as we are getting presentations from individual departments who have CIP items um, that are going to be flowing into their budgets. I think it would be very helpful in this new template that that be 
articulated so that we can see what the impact will be, whether it's a reduction of expense or an increase in expense from the operations as it relates to CIP. And that's a big change, um, but something that we clearly need um, to better understand. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And I just want to confirm um, with Council that the administration is taking those steps to incorporate that into the CIP this year um, per their budget memos that they've sent out to agencies. That's information that they are seeking. So I just want to let you know that that information is being compiled. Okay. Thank you. With that, unless there are any other items for the good of the order in this meeting, I want to thank you, Ms. Trammell, for getting us off of the ledge there with the date and time. And uh, everyone else for your comments, please be vigilant in reviewing the amendment process that we will need to finalize at the OD meeting. Ms. Trammell? I want, I want to thank my colleagues, too, for agreeing that this, is, this will work out. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, thank you all. Madam Vice President. If there are no other items, this meeting stands adjourned. Thank you.